So we will go to the scripture reading, which is from Philippians 1, verse 7 to 8. In 2 Corinthians, Paul said that we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and we are transformed into his image. So let's look into the word of God and see what he has for us today. Philippians 1, 7 to 8. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Amen. In John 6, the Lord said that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and life. And this morning, we have a servant of God who will be ministering to us the word of God. He's in the person of Reverend Noel Ametawobla. He's a lover of God. He's a lover of people, especially his family and young people. And he loves the works and the things of God. But before he comes, we welcome the choir to give us a song ministration to prepare us for the word of God. Welcome the choir with a round of applause. Praise God. Oh Lord, set my heart on fire for you, for you. in order for you for you oh Lord set my heart on fire for you yeah for you Lord oh I want to go your way I want to know your heart Oh Lord Oh Lord Set my heart on fire For you For you, for you
to child Spirit to spirit I am lighted by your word yeah. And with your bread of life That's how I come alive That's how I change my will yeah. Just breathe the name upon me Everybody we can say Just breathe the name upon me Father to child, spirit to spirit, we are lighted by your word, oh God, yeah. and with your breath of life, that's how we come alive, that's how we change the world, and with your breath of life, that's how we come alive. So we change the world. Just breathe the name upon me. Say, just breathe the name upon me. Breathe. Just breathe the name. Amen. I have more than a song today. I brought my song. I am the sacrifice. I am the sacrifice. I have more than a song today. I brought myself.
worship. I am the sacrifice. I am the sacrifice. I am your worship. I am your worship. I am the sacrifice. I am your sacrifice. So Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you praise. But this is how far you have brought us. We give you all the glory as a church and as individuals. Even as we minister in word, we pray for grace. We pray for clarity. We pray for understanding. And above all, we pray, O oh God, for the fullness of your spirit. That in the preaching of your word, you might minister to our needs. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a clap offering? I need that clap offering, but I need it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The reason why I need it is when I'm preaching at Adabraka, a senior pastor is on your side. And then they are all on your side. And the congregation you are facing. But here, I'm looking at the senior pastor. Amen. <laughs> so sometimes it is not easy like that. Uh -huh. So your club will help me. Partaking in the gospel ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So partaking in the gospel ministry. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart. Whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you share in the in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so today we are talking about how we can partake in the gospel ministry. So by short definition, uh, simple, what is the gospel ministry? The gospel ministry is all that we do both as a church or individuals, in order to share the passion of Christ. Hallelujah. Everything we do, your commitment, your time, your resources, everything that you bring on board as a church, our programs, our activities, so that the passion of Christ will go to where it is needed. The wheels of the gospel must not stop with us. We are recipients of the gospel. And it is an error if we, it comes to you and then you sit on it. Hallelujah. It must not stop with you. At this point, you want to tell yourself that it will not stop with me. It will not stop with me. I will carry the gospel to the next level. To the people on the streets. To the people in my office. In the name of Jesus. It must not stop with us. And we must carry the good news of Jesus to all the people of the world. And that is what the church is about. And that is what Calvary Baptist Church is about. So during Paul's uh, missionary journey, the first, um, the second missionary journey, the Bible says that, um, no, even before then, the Bible said that Paul was in prayer. In the book of Acts. And he heard or he saw in a dream. A man said that come to Macedonia and help us. Hallelujah. 
come to Macedonia and help us. So when he received this vision, Paul's contribution to the vision was that he acted upon it. Amen. Paul acted on the, the dream that there is a man or there is a, somebody in Macedonia that needs Paul's help. Our Macedonia as a church is that there is somebody in this church whom God may be speaking to that joined the choir. Come to Macedonia and help us. There is somebody who God may be ministering to in your dream, in your heart, that become a leader of a sheepfold. There is somebody that there is God's voice on your heart that is saying that be a deacon, join the ministry as a pastor, function in this area, come to Macedonia and help us. Hallelujah. So in Paul's response, response to that, he went to Macedonia. And with his team, he got to a Philippi. When he got to Philippi, he met a group of people. Probably prominent amongst them was Lydia, who was, um, uh, say, let's say a rich woman. Amen? And, and, and he started a small church there. But Paul continued in ministry. And then as a result of his ministry, he encountered the displeasure of the people. Probably he ministered to a young lady who was demon-possessed and then cast the demon out of her. And the beneficiaries of that, that demon-possessed so-called ministry became infuriated. So they arrested Paul and arrested his uh, uh, Silas with him, beat them proper, and then put them in prison. Hallelujah. And that, that is enough for, for the, the, the Philippian church to say that these guys are troublemakers. We don't want to have anything to do with them. Hallelujah. They went to prison. They beat them. Then, quietly, when the leaders realized that Paul was a Roman citizen, they quietly asked him that he should leave the city. So that would have been the end of the ministry. But then he went to the other parts of Macedonia, starting churches there. And that tells you how the church in Philippi supported Paul. When he went to other parts of Macedonia, starting churches, the church in Philippi did not forget about Paul. Hallelujah. They could have said that his work is done here. I mean, we, we, we can continue without him. We don't need him. But they, they continued supporting him. They supported Paul's ministry through the starting of the other churches, even up to the point where Paul ended up in prison. Who wants to have anything to do with somebody in prison? Hallelujah. I mean, today, when you have a little trouble, that is when you find your friends. When you have a challenge, that is when you have your, your friends. Your friends would dissipate. When you are doing good, you are the leader of the church, you are the champion, or you are the, pro, the prophet, the apostle, and everybody is around you. But let there be some small trouble. Your friends become very few. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let there be some challenge in this church. The true members of Calvary Baptist Church will become very few. But... Philippi, or the church in Philippi, the story was not the same. Hallelujah. The Philippian church continued to be in touch with Paul, even during his third missionary journey, up to his incarceration. It is at this point that they sent Epaphroditus. Interesting. Epaphroditus is such, I mean, when I think about him, uh, somebody's in prison, Amen. And, and I'm going to prison to go and help him. Oh, I mean, I'm here, Bonnie. 
If that person has committed his crime, let him enjoy his prison. So going to prison to, to help Paul, to serve Paul, it's like me being in prison the same way. But there are people who will stand with you true and true. Hallelujah. There are people who will not give up on you. Epaphroditus was, 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 was ready to be a mate in prison. Hallelujah. To cut or, or to, to forego his freedom and go to prison and serve on Paul and serve with Paul. In addition to that, apart from sending Epaphroditus, they also contributed financially resources and went to give to Paul. That, that, that might be a very beautiful imprisonment where you have no need, where you don't eat soup that you can look at your face in. I mean, you, you have everything. They supplied his need. Hallelujah. So in, in response to this, Paul says that you are partakers of my grace. Hallelujah. That, that the grace that I carry, the grace that I have as a pastor, as an apostle, as a teacher of the gospel, if there is any goodness in it, if there is any blessing in it, if there is any favor in it, if there is any, anything good in it, you are also partakers. Hallelujah. If God is blessing my ministry, your life will be blessed. If God is blessing my home, your home will be blessed. If God is blessing my life, your finances will be blessed. You are partakers of my grace. Hallelujah. I was asking this morning, I can't chapel that when you come to Calvary, Ashiashi, I mean, the day we did the, the, the 50, uh, 50, 5th anniversary, when I got here, I looked at the place, I was happy. Hallelujah. I smiled. Then I, the building alone was nice. But when I got to, I entered, I said, This is my church. Hallelujah. I was happy. And the day of shout, when I came and the sound and everything was okay, we used to rent sound. I said to God, oh, I mean, my 20 pesos is in it. Hallelujah. The block we see here, your contribution, your time, your commitment, your love, your dedication is what we see here. If you can give the Lord a clap, because we have come this far, because your award is in the awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody has played a role. But if your award was not in the awards, amen, if you did not contribute, I mean, you look at it and say, hey, hallelujah. When you are coming, you'll be shaking. And then, and then when they are talking about the, the, the future of Calvary, what we want to do again, may you be encouraged. Hallelujah. So that you will be part of it. Never say that I am angry. They did not agree with what I wanted to do or what I, I, I demanded. Therefore, I have taken myself out of it. Hallelujah. The ministry that God has called us to as a church is a ministry that we cannot do without your contribution. Hallelujah. We need you. We need your resources. We need your time. We need your money. We need your prayer so that we can participate in the gospel ministry. Hallelujah. So according to Paul, they share in his, rate, in his grace. How did the Philippians share in Paul's grace? Number one, they embraced Paul's ministry. In a few weeks, amen, we may be having or we will be having a transition. Amen. And when that transition comes, there is a need for us to embrace the transition. Hallelujah. It is critical. When Paul got to Macedonia, 
the few people that he found, the church he founded, embraced the ministry of Paul. We will be starting a shift in your community soon. Embrace it. Hallelujah. We will be starting a few, a few ministries in your area. Embrace it. Embrace the ministry. How do we embrace it? Because we have accepted that this is what God is doing at this time. God is transforming lives in Shiashi. God is transforming lives at Botiano. God is transforming lives in everywhere that Calvary is planted. We embrace it. And the question you ask yourself is that how can I be part of what God is doing? God is transforming lives. And so they, they, they embrace Paul's ministry. And then they, they, in, in that ministry, Paul made disciples. Are you ready to be a disciple? Amen. To come and go is not enough for discipleship. Discipleship is a willingness to put ourselves at the feet of Jesus, learn from him, and become like him, and carry his vision ahead. That is discipleship. Are you ready to be at the feet of Jesus? It's not enough to come to church, clap your hands, dance, celebrate, and finish as the church was good. Amen. Uh, church was good. No, 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 no. no. We, we must get to that point. Where well, we know that we are truly disciples of Jesus Christ. Calvary is a disciple-making church. And therefore, the only way you can, you can be a proper disciple, find yourself in a Bible study group. They close from church, you are running home. Hallelujah. No. <laughs> Shipful, you will not attend. Anything that is the word. But when they say come and jump, it's good to jump. I came from Teen Chapel, it's good to jump. Amen. But sometimes you can be jumping and the jumping is empty. Amen. You can be shouting and rolling on the floor. And the rolling on the floor is empty. One day somebody came to me and said, when I was in Teen Chapel, then the girl said, oh, I've left Calvary. I said, why? She said, oh, Calvary, when we are doing worshiping, we are worshiping, the people don't lie on the floor, they are not rolling on the floor. So she was talking, 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 and I said, ah, but... The people who are rolling on the floor in that church that you have gone to, they are the same people who are sleeping with the small, small girls in the church. They say, oh, I'm Paul, it's true. And I say, oh, so you know it, and yet you are still there. Because we are not rolling on the floor, and we are not crying pretentious cries, so you think that the anointing of the Lord is not here. The anointing of the Lord is here. I know for the truth, of, for a fact, that there are men of God here who are anointed with grace, who carry much grace to affect your life, whose prayer affects your businesses, whose prayer is able to heal you. The grace of God is here. God is doing wonders in this church, and we must embrace it. Make yourself available. Be ready to receive from these pastors. And God, God will do wonders. So, after making disciples, he sent them out as agents of the gospel. You must be ready. Fifteen years in Calvary Baptist Church, no soul. That's an error. Fifteen years, ten years, five years. You have not even brought your boyfriend, the guy who wants to marry you, to church. The guy who is chasing you around. You've not even brought him to church. Amen. No soul. Hallelujah. They partnered with him. Through affirmation and encouragement. Some phone call. Pastor, I'm praying for you. Pastor, we are with you. Hallelujah. As the new senior pastor steps into office, that day, I expect that some of us will walk to me and say, your dream, your vision, your aspiration will do what? We are with you. We are committed to the dream. 
We are committed to the vision. I am praying for you. You know, so one of the things that pastors love to hear is I'm praying for you. Then he knows that the burden, he is not carrying it alone. Hallelujah. Call a pastor. There's a man, uh, a deacon at uh, Adabraka, deacon Akom. It's only this year that I've not heard from him. But he is consistent in calling and encouraging me consistently. He calls me my birthday, pastor. And so after he has finished praying for me, I become like, hey, Charlie, this man. This year, I'm still waiting for his call. Hallelujah. And it, it, there's a kind of joy that it comes with. A kind, a kind of feeling that somebody has your back. Hallelujah. How many of us pray for our pastors here? How many of us are able to wake up in the middle of the night, put aside your school fees, put aside your business, put aside your own personal needs, go on your knees and begin to pray for Calvary Baptist Church, interceding for this ministry? How many of us are able to do that? Today as Christians, we have become a little bit selfish. We think only about ourselves. We think only about uh, the things that will come to us. But some phone call, encourage somebody. Your shepherd in your community, encourage him. Visit the shepherd. We're asking that the shepherd does not visit. Have you visited the shepherd? Hallelujah. Do you know where the shepherd lives? Do you know where the deacon lives? The deacon has not called me. When was the last time you shook that deacon's hand and said, Deacon, this area, we will take it for Christ. And I'll give you the best that I have. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, they, 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 they partnered with him through the affirmation and encouragement. Some kind words. Hallelujah. Kind words. Say something nice to people. Everything you say to people brings people down. But from this year, from today, when you meet the leaders of this church and you meet the members of this church, let the words that come out of you be edifying. Hallelujah. It is not always that you say that today the choir didn't sing well. You have done well. No, I learned that thing from Tincha, but when they bend the song, that is when I go and tell them that, Charlie, it's okay. God is with you. You will do it again. Next time you have an opportunity. Don't go and say, eh, so all the reasons that you're having, what has happened to it? No. Kindness. The person might not deserve it, but be kind. Hallelujah. Kind words. Kind words of encouragement. Hallelujah. Let people feel that they belong to a group that cares. Let them know that the people around them cares. But not only the pastors, not only the, the, the members, but we who are leaders, we who are pastors, we who are deacons, we who are shepherds, leaders of auxiliaries. Let's show kindness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. <laughs> so in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 9, verse 10 to 11, he said, does he not speak entirely for our sake? If he was written for our sake, because the plowman should plow in hope and the treasure in hope of a share in the crop. I'm talking about generosity. Amen. Generosity. There's somebody who will be lifted up by your generosity. Sometimes God, the Macedonia, the man at the Macedonia calling for help is the man that God will place in your dream. And sometimes you see people and God tells you that give them something. Hallelujah. That is ministry. That is God's work. 
Hallelujah. And, and for the pastors, sometimes, I remember one day at the Braca, I'd finished preaching. I didn't have, I think I had a car then, but then that day there was no fuel in the car, so we came to church. And then as soon as we finished, my wife left. And I had to walk from, from Adabraka to North Kaneshi, from Konabi. So, and the sun was scorchy, so I decided that mm, I will with the main fast. So I, I sat down. I sat there three o'clock. And the youth chapel closed. I was sitting there. I was just thinking about how I would go home. Then this young lady came to me. Pastor Niwe, what are you doing? I said, I'm waiting to go home. Then she handed me an envelope. Beloved, that morning when we left home, there was no food. There was nothing at all. And then, so out of, I'm, I'm sure my wife left out of frustration because she, she couldn't imagine what we're going to eat when we get home. And then this girl handed me the envelope. And according to her, she said that when, when about a, a month or so, the Lord had told her to give me money. But then she felt like the money is too small for Pastor Niwa. So sometimes God can tell you that give Pastor Fred some money. And she felt that like it was too small. So she sees me and she will pass. But that day, when God would do things at his own time, hallelujah, she took the money that morning and said, this money, I don't think Pastor Niwa will need it. So every pastor that I will see, I will give that money to. She said she came to church. She met a lot of pastors, but she forgot to give them the money. When she was going home, then she remembered that she was going to pay. Then she saw the envelope. She said, ah, this envelope is still in my bag. Let me go back to Carrie. When she came there, lo and behold, Pastor Newell was sitting there. I'm sure God had kept me there. Amen. When I took the envelope and I opened it, I called my wife. I said, madam, where are you? Meet me at Kanishi immediately. Hallelujah. Some level of generosity. Be generous to people. Hallelujah. Your, your, your shepherd, a, a credit card, or buy credit for him. Look, I don't have time to call the people, but you can, you can I, look, I'm partnering with you. Call them on my behalf. Hallelujah. Something, something that we can do to support. Be generous. Give. Support people. If you have, God has blessed you. Let that blessing be felt. Hallelujah. It must be a felt blessing within the community of faith. Amen. He said, so, he said, if we have shown spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap material benefits? I'm not talking as a pastor alone, but I'm speaking as leaders of the church. Hallelujah. That's Sunday school teacher. Hallelujah. I mean, since you became a pastor today because of Sunday school, is it possible that one day you can just decide I'm buying a box of biscuits and go and give to the Sunday school ministry? Hallelujah. Am I saying something? Hallelujah. One day, youth chapel, teen chapel, there was this lady that during COVID called me. COVID time. And she's going, Pastor Anywa, won't you come for your, your contribution for camp? I said, Mama, it's COVID. We are not having camp. He said, eh. As for me, I've already set aside what I'm supposed to give you. She said, he said, look, everything that I, I give to you, Youth chapel, teen chapel, everything. At the beginning of the year, I have budgeted for it already. So COVID does not determine whether I give to God or not. The circumstances around your office, your home, your family should not determine or prevent you from giving to the work of God. Hallelujah. When we have come to understand that what we are doing, we are doing it for the Lord. What we are doing, we are, we are partnering with God so that a child will be saved. So that somebody will come to the knowledge of 
the, the Lord Jesus, it is not about what I feel. It is about the assignment. It is not about how I am angry. It is about the assignment. It is not about my preferences. It is about the assignment. And the assignment of the gospel is greater and bigger than all our feelings. Hallelujah. I didn't hear an amen to that. Hallelujah. I said the assignment is greater. The assignment is bigger than your feelings. So don't, so don't stay back because you are angry. No. Hallelujah. Give. And it shall come back to you. They contributed to his ministry. And the, I said that as a result of Paul's ministry, they encountered the displeasure of the locusts. They were arrested, beaten, jailed, and subsequently asked to leave. Hence, Paul's departure to Macedonia. However, 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 the people, the church in Philippi, continued with him. Amen. They continued with him. They supported him financially. Hey! Financial support. Very necessary for the work of ministry. Amen. We need it. Know that God gives us resources so that we can use it to fulfill his purpose. Every resource that you have, I, I, I dare say that even your beauty, even your body, your physique, is a resource that you can use to advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Every resource. One day I was sitting in my office and a young lady came to me and recorded a song on the phone and gave to me. I played it. Then I said, Pastor Newell, do you know who sang this song? I said, Celine Dion. She laughed. And then I said, who sang this song? He said, Pastor Newell, that's my voice. I said, you are wicked. I said, you are wicked. He said, oh, Pastor Newell, why? I said, ah, you are wicked. Because, you see, you are sitting in the crowd. You don't do anything. You don't sing. You don't join the choir. And yet, you can sing like this and we are struggling in Tinchapo. You know Tinchapo? Those days, every year we are graduating, so the choir is always problematic. And people are sitting there and they can sing, they can do better. And sometimes those who can do very well in those areas, they can be a better usher, they can be a better shepherd, they can be a better singer, they can be a better worshiper, but they are sitting in the crowd and yet they are the people who critique everything. They critique everything. But that is not our calling. Our calling is that what we have, everything God has given you, we bring to work so that the church of God will, will, will move on. The Philippians financed Paul's ministry to a very large extent. It's likely that Lydia and her household championed this cause. When God covenanted with Abraham, when he covenanted with Abraham, I mean, it was a beautiful covenant when God was speaking. If I was in the shoes of Abraham, I would have been very happy. God is going to bless me and bless my children and bless my children's children. Then God said, hey, all these blessings so that the rest of the world might be blessed. Have you thought about it that way? That everything that I have, everything that I am, and everything that I do must glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When you support the church with your financial contributions, you are participating in the gospel ministry. Hallelujah. The second point is that as a church, our good work. Paul spoke about the good works. Hallelujah. Our good work is captured in our vision. A, a vibrant congregation uh, imparting the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. A vibrant congregation. Uh, 
imparting the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That vibrancy that we talk about is, is, is embedded in your commitment to the task. Your commitment, your dedication to the task, your strive or your desire for excellence. We give our best. That is a vibrant congregation. Hallelujah. We must strive to be a congregation that demonstrates zeal for the things of God because we know that we are doing it for God. My last point, my last point is that the Philippians participated in Paul's ministry. In view of your participation in the gospel ministry or in the gospel from the first day until now, Paul wasn't only referring to their faith in Christ. He was remembering their participation. They were involved. Involved. Be involved. Hallelujah. Don't be in the pews. Be in the trenches with us. Hallelujah. Wherever the church is going, you are there. Your tithe must go into the trenches with us. Your offering goes into the trenches with us. Be involved. Embrace this ministry as your ministry, as your calling. It is not the senior pastor's calling. It is not the pastor's calling. It is our corporate calling. And therefore, we all participate. If I can be an usher, I will be a good usher. If I can be a deacon, I will be a deacon of a difference. If I am a pastor, I am a pastor of a difference. If I am a teacher of the gospel, if I am anointed in any form by the grace of God, I prophesy, I preach, I teach. I am an apostle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Therefore, I function like that. I don't carry that which I have. Hold on to it and say, because they don't please me and they don't do the things that I want to do. Therefore, I will hold back whatever gift the Lord has given you. It is for the advancement of the kingdom of God. God has gifted you with something special. Sometimes it might not be the gift that you stand in front of the church and, and, and lead prayers, but it can be a gift that is behind and is at the background and we need it. Some gift of encouragement some gift of prayer, some gift of God, of, 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 of supporting people. God has blessed us. Calvary is not deficient in anything. Whatever we need for the gospel to advance is here. Hallelujah. We are gifted. I believe that the apostles are here. The teachers are here. The prophets are here. The evangelists are here. The people with a gift of discernment, we are here. Find your gift. Use it. Support the church. Everything that you can bring on board. I mean, the Lord will be of a blessing to us. I pray that in the coming years or in the years ahead of us, this vision of being a vibrant church, you will be the champion of it. I am vibrant, therefore the church is vibrant. I'm a vibrant shepherd, therefore the church is vibrant. I'm a vibrant deacon, therefore the church is vibrant. I'm a vibrant pastor. And a vibrant shepherd, deacon, teacher is the one who wakes up in the middle of the night. Two o'clock, twelve o'clock. And it is prayer. And it is not about you. It's about the church. When was the last time you prayed for the senior pastor? <laughs> when was the last time you prayed for his family? When was the last time you prayed for Pastor Felix? I mean, even Pastor Felix, you are not praying for him. How much more me? <laughs> Hallelujah. When was the last time you prayed for the choir? When was the last time you prayed for the children workers? Partnering with God 
in the ministry, sometimes it is on our knees. Knees that are burdened with what God wants to do and what God is doing. And we are ready to go with God to all extent. I wanted to go before the Lord this morning and ask the Lord, and ask the Lord that, that, that what are you doing in this church? What are you doing in this church? What's, what, what is the dream? What is the purpose? What is the vision? And ask the Lord that God strengthen me. Give me a vision for the ministry. My own calling. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord about your life. Talk to the Lord about your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you are here. Everything that we are saying. Everything that we are saying about partnering with the gospel. Partnering with, with the church. You don't even know what it means. Because you cannot partner with, with the church when you have not even given your life to Jesus. It is an error for the church to go somewhere and beg an unbeliever for money to do God's work. You want to say to God that I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. You are here. You are a believer. But you want to rededicate your life. Your commitment, your zeal. It has gone down. Your prayer life has gone down. Talk to the Lord. I want to rededicate my life. We want to rededicate. It is not something that pastors cannot do. Maybe I've been a pastor for, for so many years, 23 years. But then, but then maybe my zeal has gone down. My commitment has gone down. Lord, revive my spirit. Revive me. Let the flesh die and let my spirit come alive. Lord, let that be your prayer today. Let that be your prayer today. Do your great works, your good works. Manifest your good works in this church. In the name of the Lord Jesus. But if you're here and you have never given your life to the Lord Jesus, I want to invite you. You may want to walk forward and join what God is doing. You have never given your life to Jesus. We want to encourage you. soon very very soon the Bible said that we shall all appear before the Lord the judgment seat of God and every one of us shall give an account of what we have done in our bodies hallelujah and sometimes you you don't even know what account you are going to give you're waiting that oh when I'm 70 I'll give my life to Jesus when I'm 60 I'll give my life to Jesus but the very it can be sooner amen if Christ appears today Will you be counted amongst his children? Will you be counted among the people that he will call home? If that is not a definite answer for you, we welcome you up front so that you give your life to Jesus. have to be shy about the invitation this is the day the Lord has made for you that you can make this critical decision for God for Christ Jesus the way is only to the destination is only to is either you make it to heaven accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior make it to heaven or you fail to accept him and make it to hell if you have any choice to make about your destination it has to be today hallelujah Tomorrow may never come. You've not encountered him. You can't say you are a child of God. 
you have never given your life to Jesus, you kept on postponing your salvation, this is the day the Lord has made. Could you make that decision for him? Accept him as your Lord and personal savior and escape from hell. You can escape from hell by making a decision, accepting him as your Lord and savior and turning away, turning away, turning away from the evil ways. As we take the song, we invite you. You can stand to your feet. You can come forward. You can raise your hands wherever you are. We will come close to you and help you, show you what to do to even accept it, Jesus. The love of God has been shared for you. The only thing you need to do is to reconnect with this love. My trust be trained. I shall my Lord Maybe you are already a believer and you are looking for a place to fellowship. Our doors are open. You can also join us now. We throw that invitation to you. You want to be a member of Calvary Baptist Church. You've already accepted Jesus. You are a believer and yet you want to be part of us. I show this invitation unto you as well. You can also stand to your feet. We will show you what to do to be a member. But most importantly, you have no connection with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You cannot confidently say that if I should die today, I will make it to heaven. This invitation is to you. As we take the song, don't postpone your salvation. Tomorrow may never come. Hallelujah. Tomorrow may never come. You want to be a member of Calvary? We throw that invitation unto you. Be bold and stand to your feet. And let's help you. Let's show you what to do to be a member. To embrace the love of Jesus Christ. You will definitely give an account tomorrow. And, and that, that tomorrow, when that tomorrow comes, God will remind you that once upon a time, someone stood behind the pulpit and made this call and begged you to give your life to Jesus and you failed to do that. You will give account for that. But we don't want you to get there. And that's why we are throwing that invitation as we prepare to take the last stanza. That you will embrace the love of Christ today. Embrace the life of Christ. So that someday, when you meet him, you can also be part of those our Lord will commend and say, well done, faithful servant. Hallelujah. I mean, we don't know the time. If we know that Jesus will come on Tuesday, we can do all the things we want to do. Five minutes to Tuesday, we will repent. But you don't know the time. You don't know the hour. You don't know the day. And that is why when we throw this invitation to you, you take advantage of it. Just take advantage of it and accept him. This is the last invitation. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You want to be a member of Calvary Baptist Church? This invitation is to you. We'll take the first stanza of the song and we want you to be bold and make this decision. And the Lord himself will bless you. Who is taking this poster? Who is turning away from darkness and embracing the light of God? So Lord, we can always thank you that we are all safe. But if perchance someone is still here postponing his or her salvation, we ask for mercy. We ask for courage. We pray that you deepen the conviction that that person can turn away from the world. But we pray in the name of Jesus that we who have accepted you as our Lord and personal Savior, Lord, grant grace 
that we may be true disciples, partakers of this ministry, that we may bring glory and honor unto you. Grant grace that we will depopulate the kingdom of Satan and populate the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May you bless us all in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can you turn to somebody and say, be a partaker, be a partaker, be a partaker. Or tell the person, be a partaker, be a partaker. In whichever way, be a partaker. Hallelujah.